So <laughs> I love the last second things of like, wait, what do I need to do? And then of course, as usual, you know me because you love me. Whenever I'm in panic mode, I make all those wonderful mistakes. <laughs> but I'm, I'm determined today. We're not doing this. And I think I just already screwed it up already. So just give a giveaway a little bit there. So are you ready, dear Karen? I am ready. <laughs> all right, let's, let's do this. Do this. <laughs> The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Mike is Listening Show. My name is Sia. And today, oh, there's a lot of stuff going on this week. If you've ever been like quadruplicated on uh, same events going on in one time, it's absolutely crazy. And so I've been like reaching out to so many different people at Black Hat, at Podcast Movement, at the Dallas Tech Startup Week. Uh, there's this other uh, event that I'm totally brain farting on right now. And so if you are looking for things to do virtually or in person. There's a lot of events going on, so you should check your calendar. So that's my PSA of the day. But I do want to mention one quick little thing. Podcast Movement is going on in ta uh, Nashville, uh, Texas right now, or Texas, Tennessee, Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, we just got out of the keynote or opening speech from uh, Tom, oh, goodness gracious, with Edison Research. Oh, my gosh, I'm just having a day right now. Great conversation that he shared. His big message was master your craft. If anything, what I'm going to be doing here is doing the exact same advice he advised us, which is rewatch or re-listen to any of your podcasts and look at the transcripts and you will see how many filler words, how much time you waste to basically how do you improve your ability to deliver a message because that is how you are going to grow your audience ultimately you can only do so much with word of mouth and friends your network can only get so big until your network stops talking about you and stops talking about your podcast to me that was like the best advice you could possibly give that i take to my heart because i stutter a lot i have add's at times so i just kind of shoot off and squirrel so Everyone, if you haven't been to Podcast Movement before or any of the others, there's PodFest as well and other great uh, podcast conventions, definitely hit it up because you do want to master your craft. You do want to improve yourself. But by improving yourself, I say it all the time, all ships rise with the tide. So I think the, the podcasting uh, medium can absolutely explode and grow, especially as we move on here, especially knock on wood post-pandemic. So. That's my two cents on the podcast movement. I do want to warmly welcome and re a return guest. Uh, last week, I had a rant about cybersecurity concerns and issues as us as content creators, as we're putting stuff out there, we need to find a home for our content, right? It's not just going to sit on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is great. YouTube is great. But sometimes you want a home base. And so a lot of folks are creating websites to, you know, supplement their brand to really get that presence going recognition etc and with that anytime you have an ip address or connected to the internet you are susceptible to the horrible people out there the scammers the hackers the the mean mean people in the world who just want to take advantage of you and rob you literally 
but you don't know it. And that's the weirdest and scariest part about security issues and concerns. So we had quite a few people reach out to me afterwards saying, hey, that's great. Something happened. But what can you do? What are the things that I should be aware of? And for me personally, every single family member that I have that are elders have been hit up by scammers and been victim of hacking and scamming uh, attempts. So today is actually the how to's. So I hope you got your pen and paper ready or your keyboarding away and just paying attention a little bit. Take heed of this, you guys, because I have educated my family members and they were still victims of all this. And obviously kids, digitally native, and they think everything's hunky-dory, they may not know natively that there are some issues that should be aware of. Uh, it's not just, you know, hey, what, what data could you possibly steal from me? It's not even a question of data. It could be a lot of other nefarious things. Maybe they're using you as a skipping stone for other things. So Karen Rhodes, with whom I love to death. She's an amazing individual, and uh, I call her sister from another Mista. Karen Rhodes, welcome back. Thank you very much for having me. Always fun to talk with you, Sia. Oh, girl, let's 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 chat here for a second because yeah. I think I think that I get passionate about things, and you do too. And so, help me understand. You know, when we talked yesterday or last week about the you know the fact that this clickbait type potential uh, scam is going on right now, right? Where they're really just going for the pennies to get those clicks, but it's going to get more sophisticated. It's going to get more nefarious, if you will. So how are you approaching this from just a technologist perspective? Yeah. So when it comes to like the, the clickbait and things like that, whenever you're a podcaster, you are that central hub. They're trying to get a hold of you so that they can get a hold of the people around you. When it comes to elderly, which is what our conversation is today about, what they're trying to do is get a hold of the confidence, their confidence tricksters. Um, so it's, it's more personal whenever it comes to senior fraud than it is when we were talking about the previous type of fraud of, you know, simulating a website or something like that. Usually when it comes to senior fraud, they are not, and this is very important to understand, seniors are not more gullible than anybody else. They are actually targeted at a much higher rate. So the amount of scams that a senior comes across is a magnitude higher than what we get whenever we're not seniors. And the reason why is that there are three main things that a senior has that people in their younger years don't necessarily have. And, and people don't always realize what these are. The first is money and everybody realizes that one. Okay, yeah, you know, grandpa has money. He saved up all of his money and been very thrifty throughout his years. The other one is you have a house and that is equity. That is somewhere to live. That is, that is an asset. And the third thing, which is the one that most people really don't think about is drugs. You have drugs that you are prescribed by your doctor that on the black market, on the, on the street, they have a value. And people are going to try to rob you of your home, your money, and your drugs. Now, they can do this in real life, and they can do this in virtual life. There's still phone problems where people will call up and they'll say, um, the, the most frequent one over the phone is actually now called the grandkid scam, where that somebody will call up and say, hi, you know who this is? And grandpa will say, oh, is this Johnny? yeah, this is Johnny. And then they go from there and they say, well, I ran into some problems. I'm needing some help. Can you, 
you know, can you give me some money or, you know, whatever it happens to be. Usually in that case, it's going to be money. And that is not actually little Johnny. That is actually a total stranger that has taken advantage of you by the, oh, do you know who this is? Um, that immediately tells them, you know, who the grandkid is, that maybe they're not all that, you know, tight with them, things like that. And, oh, I haven't heard from you in a year and a half. It's, you know, what's going on with you now? Oh, well, I got into college and I'm doing really good, but, you know, I, I have this debt that's just really a problem. I promise I'm going to pay you back. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. So with this, what I do is, is I advise people to use what my grandfather did which I think was a great, great way of doing it, which is he would actually sign a legal, legal contract. Okay, let me, that's fine. You need $1,000. You need $10,000. You need whatever it is. That's fine. Come on over to the house, sign the contract that says you will have $10,000. This is the interest you will pay. These are the dates that you will start paying this debt back. And the way that, that we did it in my family is number one, that stops scammers. A scammer is not going to show up at your house and sign a contract. Little Johnny, <laughs> that's, that's actually your grandkid, he will show up and sign that contract. But number two, in the contract, it says that if this debt is not paid off, it comes out of your inheritance. Very simple, right? That debt does get paid off. It simply is a forward or an advance on your payout that you normally would have gotten through your inheritance. So linking that is great. And then if they don't pay the loan back, they're not eligible for a new loan. If they do pay the loan back, they're eligible for a new loan. That stops the scammers that are total strangers. That also stops your family from scamming you. And unfortunately, family scams are huge. It's not only a stranger, it is also family. Um, so that goes into the money side. When we look at the technology side, a lot of the scammers will send a link to you that says, oh, your password um, is insecure or your bank has been hacked or something like this, we advise you to change your password. Banks are not going to send you a link saying, click here to change your password. Do not click on a link in an email. That is not what, what you need to do. You need to go to your web browser, click on the saved link for your bank that you already have. And we talked about this a little bit before that you can have Cyrillic alphabets that look just like English alphabets. In the email, it's gonna look like a legit link. You're clicking on it and you're actually going and giving them your password um, for your bank. So don't do that, right? So those are some of the easy things. There's a new scam where they'll get into your account and people are doing what they call multi-factor authentication. You've probably seen this whenever you log into your bank, it says, I'm going to send you a PIN number to your phone. Go ahead and put in this PIN number whenever you whenever you get that on your phone, and we're going to go ahead and, and make sure that you're, you are who you say you are. So what scammers will do is they will have that first pass that they've succeeded in, and then they'll socially engineer and say, oh, you look so wonderful. Isn't this great? But you know what? I'm always curious if you're a real person. I'm going to send a, a, a number to your phone and give me that phone, give me that number whenever you get it. Uh-uh. No human is going to ask you for a number that is texted to your phone, a little text number. Um, that is a scam. If anybody says, I'm going to text you a six-digit or whatever number to your phone, I need you to give that to me, don't do it. That is a scam. They are trying to authenticate that they are you, and they're going to try to take your money. 
So I want to make so, sure we're clear. I want to make sure we're clear on this because I was typing it at the same time and you talk yeah. so fast, damn it. I should have probably pre-planned this. But so what you're saying then is whenever, when you were talking about multi-factor authentication and, mm -hmm. uh, and that what that means everyone is as opposed to just logging into like, let's say your uh, phone or something like that, it's once. That's called single sign-in, okay? Multi-level means you sign in with your phone and then that phone will then send you another note, either e email, text, or whatever, to validate you are who you are. So if you're trying to go into your bank, for example, oftentimes you don't just go to the website and log in. You actually, the website will then send you another code to say, hey, this is the code you punch in for the second part. That's multi-factor authentication. What Karen is saying, and I want to make sure we're clear on this, is under when that happens, that multi-factor, it's automated. It's generated by a machine. And it's meant to never be touched by humans. No one's going to know those numbers. It's always changing up. If you ever get a call or an email and you click on that or link chat. or a chat, and then they call you and they say, here's the number, one, two, three, that is a scammer. Do not, under any circumstances, click on that link or whomever. No human should ever talk to you about your second level authentication passcode. And in general, anyone asking for your passcode, stop and pause and go, boop, nope. <laughs> that's already yeah. a big flying sign. Yeah. So any questions on that guys, I really want to make sure that everyone understands this because you need to tell your family and friends this. And again, I've, that's new to me um, of that from uh, taking advantage on the social engineering aspect of getting comfortable with multi-factor authentication. And, and that's a big one on the online dating sites, which you have to understand that a lot of seniors have become widowers and they are looking for that emotional connection. This is the key to confidence tricksters is that they are going after anything that pulls your heartstrings. So it's going to be somebody on chat that you're like, wow, this person really connected with me and they, they want to make sure that I'm a real person. I want to validate that I really am a real person. Take a picture of yourself, you know, with your dog in the front lawn, you know, in front of nothing that's, that's, you know, don't put it in front of, you know, Mount Rushmore so that they know exactly where you are. Don't say, Hey, I'm on vacation, uh, which is another oh. big thing. I know not, I, the, the temptation. Not, not hey, I'm in, I'm in Florida. I hope the doggies are having a great time in doggy daycare. Don't do it. That the is temptation is strong. All know, right? Girl, I know it, but you, you see a beautiful sunset. I get it. I know. I know it's... But hold those back and then post them whenever you get back from vacation and say, we had a fantastic time. Here is my, you know, photo album of all of the awesomeness that we had it's last true. week in Hawaii. Not right now whenever my house is, is empty. Now, another scam that happens with seniors, and this is absolutely despicable, but it is around funerals. Whenever your funeral happens, your funeral happens and your house is empty. Everybody who cares about you is at the funeral. Leave a family member at the house. Leave somebody that you trust at the house during the wake, during the funeral, during the procession, during the entire thing and ask them to do that to be respectful of the person because home intrusion and break-ins whenever people are at funerals are actually on a rise okay that is crazy so what they're doing is watching social media posts again in real time and or, saying or the oh. newspaper they're looking at the obits they're looking at the obituaries and they're looking through them and going okay well you know i got this funeral on a friday in the morning i get this one in the afternoon and literally they're just scheduling out who they're going to break into because they can go in and look in the phone book essentially and find out that you know john smith lived at one two three you know sycamore street 
That's crazy. That's my first hit of the day. And they are going to drive by and they're going to see that, okay, everybody just left for the funeral. Cool. Go in, break in. And what are they going to leave behind? They're going to leave behind the jewelry. They're going to leave behind the drugs. They're going to leave behind money. There's probably keys for a safe that have been left out because the people who are, are taking over the house are trying to figure out where is everything? How do I figure out this stuff? Maybe they take the life insurance policy and get the name changed on it. There's all kinds of crazy stuff that people are doing. These are despicable human beings. The other thing is that after the funeral, they contact the spouse and they say, you have a debt that is owed. Your ex, you, your, your spouse had a debt that was owed. We absolutely have to have you pay this right now. And that's the other thing you need to worry about. First is pulling of the heartstrings. Right. The second is it's an emergency. You have to do this right now. Now, we all know that that high pressure sales, oh, do it right now or else you're going to be reported to the, to, to the police, the IRS. The, the police are going to be at your front door. Um, we're going to have you arrested. Your name is going to be in the paper and we're going to besmirch your name. You know, all of these things are really of concern to elderly people because their reputation is something that they've built up over their life and they don't want that to be besmirched. But these people are victimizing the elderly by saying, well, if you don't pay this off, I'm going to make sure that the police arrest you. You cannot be arrested for a debt that somebody else incurred. That is not how this country works. Now, this comes to the you have to do it now. There is nothing that cannot wait until tomorrow. So I advise every senior to get a legal service, okay? Whether it's legal Zoom, whether it's a physical lawyer, whatever, do not sign a contract. Whether it is for home repair, whether it is for um, a service online, whether it is for financial things, medical things, do not sign until you talk to a lawyer. And whenever you work with a scammer, and you tell the scammer, well, send me over the contract. I need to send it to my lawyers. I don't sign anything without a lawyer. Eh, you just got off the scam list because you don't sign anything without a lawyer. Even if you never get the contract, just by saying, I don't sign anything without my lawyer looking at it, everybody legitimately in business will be fine with that. We have no problem with that. I do not care if it takes you a week or a month for your lawyer to look at that. Wow. That is totally yeah. fine. But a scammer hears, I have to send this by my lawyer. I don't sign anything without my lawyer's approval. They'll take as you. soon as they either, they take you off the list. So you are now not a target. Yay. And number two, they will probably start getting really angry because they've spent all this time like invested to get you to this payout. And you said, I'm going to talk to a lawyer. They know that their deal is about to go down bad. They're not going to get their money. They're going to wow. get mad. They're going to get aggressive. They're going to say, you have to sign it right now or else this, this is not eligible. There is no contract in the world that signing it today versus signing it tomorrow is going to make a life and death like decision on, on those type things, unless you're actually dealing with medical, like, hey, you know, can we put this person on a ventilator, stuff like that. Of course, those type things. That's real life. You're dealing with an actual doctor. You're dealing yeah. with people, right? But, but if they're bringing in like, hey, there's just somebody in the waiting room at the hospital that happens to say that they can give me ad additional insurance that would cover this. And if I sign it right now, I can get that. That's a scam. 
But couldn't you? And there but are scammers you, in hospitals. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah. couldn't you just argue though that like, oh, but hey, uh, this is a promo, limited time. If you do it this, and then there's they lure you with the, hey, if you do it now, we can give you fifteen percent off. So it's not mm -hmm. the you've got to sign it. And I've seen those tactics, right? Um, oh, yeah. And, and the, I've said the this deal before. is only good for another fifteen minutes. Yeah, I mean, I could and see, I could see where again those that are not savvy are going to succumb to it because they're trying to appeal to that emotion of, Oh, you got to make a decision. So I will say this for those that are not familiar and it is, it is a little adult wording and content at times, but you know what? I think it's worth it. If you're ever on YouTube and you want to look at uh, Kit Boga, for example, that guy is hilarious um, because he disguises his voice and he takes these scammers and he pits them against each other. It's, crazy i think there's another guy jim browning does it as well and he's actually hacked into those data center or the call centers and um mm -hmm. actually says like i can see you. you're talking to me and he actually gets the camera and he ha hacks into the camera system and he goes zooms right into the individual that's you know that's 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 trying to scam them so get yourself educated youtube is such a plethora i mean of really good content but if you want to be want to be entertained at the same time of learning I seriously recommend Jim Browning and Kit Boga. They do get a little technical at times, but Kit Boga, I think, is more entertaining um, because he does silly voices. But again, have to warn everyone, there, there are some adult language usage. Yes. And by the way, there's a lot of great people commenting right now, and, and I'm having issues with my secondary, so I can't really comment. But I do want to say something of which James O'Hagan, I, I have to laugh because this man is like 6'5", and he lives with his father, and he was just saying how he... Uh, watches over his father as well which you should and thank you mm -hmm. but also he apparently you're right he's actually house sat for people as they take off for wakes and funerals and ain't no one yeah. messing with a six foot five guy so fine james brag that he's you're so the guy tall you want. yeah, yeah exactly. for sure <laughs> he's the guard dog but a bipedal version and that's that's exactly what you want you want somebody who's going to be protecting your interests and the the worse your emotions are whether it's love hate greed yeah. Any of those emotions that, that we have, people will be scamming towards those emotions. So love, right, is love bombing. We talked about yeah. this a little bit before of people will get on to, uh, you know, I, I got on to uh, Internet dating sites whenever I got divorced and it was terrifying. Um, you know, the, the people look amazing and it's like, oh, and, and it's, oh, I love you so much. You're the most wonderful person in the world. And they send you flowers and all, it's called love bombing, guys. And love bombing is whenever it's like the person may be, you know, a, a widower and they're wanting to get that true connection with another human being. And this person is going, oh, you're so wonderful. You're amazing. We're soulmates and all this other stuff. And the next thing you know, you're buying them a plane ticket that they couldn't do and somehow get to you to, to marry you. You're paying To feed off. them into the, you're the feeding, that emotion. Yeah, you're feeding. There was a, an article I read this morning and it was a gentleman that was, that was, you know, oh, well, you know, she needs some help uh, paying for food for her kids her his family knew something was a little fishy and they kept on saying hey this is not right you know but he was like no 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 it's all good what they didn't do is ask him how much in total have you sent her write it down write it down on a piece of paper how much in total have you sent her because over two years he had sent her seven hundred thousand dollars to feed her children I'm sorry, but I cannot eat. I, I like food. I cannot eat $700,000, nor can me and my kids, right, in two years. It was a scam. They only found out after their father had a stroke. Oh, no. Of attorney, and 
added up everything. So while you're talking to your seniors and you're saying, this person is probably love bombing you. They're wanting you to pay their rent, their phone bill, their, their food, their whatever. This is something that they go, no, 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 this person really cares for me. And you're, you're talking badly about my, you know, future wife. Oh, yeah, ask, no. Instead of yeah, going no, after no. it that way, ask them, how much money in total have you totaled up what you have sent this person? Please total that up just so that you know, dad. Yeah. How you, much you've sent. You almost because, just made me spout my coffee on that because here's the thing is it's hard to ask someone total numbers because I would almost dare say that maybe a, an additional step or a tactic to before you even ask that question, because it's still somewhat confrontational, right? Because it's going to put them on the defense of like, well, how much total I have? Well, I mean, I, I would no, imagine it'd be like, how about monthly? How about like, you. ask them, have you totaled everything that you have given to this person? See, I'm going to argue if, with that. Yeah. Okay. So what would you do if, if you found that, that your father, had been, you know, oh, no, because my mom, somebody online. Yep. No, my mom, no, legit. My mom has gone through this. Uh, yeah. And I, and I will say, it's like, hey, how, how much the average monthly? You know, and, and then, then you kind of extrapolate it from there. Because if you say total, you're gonna make them do math, then they're gonna start feeling yeah. guilty as they start doing that math. And they're gonna be like, no, five dollars. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, make sure that they understand that these people are confidence tricksters. Do yeah. not be ashamed that you got scammed by a confidence structure. Yes. I bought stuff online that I got scammed, right? So yes. even, even experts, we get scammed all the time. Report it. Only 20% of people who are scammed report it to the police. 40% tell nobody. And the other 40% tell their friends. So whenever it happens, see something, say something. Hey, I got scammed. Call your local police department. Hey, this person said that they were going to sell me this. I ended up getting that instead. I talked to them and they said, well, good luck with it. Okay. I don't, maybe I don't have enough money to go and fight them in court. Maybe I don't have enough life left yeah. to fight them in court. That's what they're going after seniors for. They don't think that you're going to go after that and spend your time doing that. Don't be ashamed. These people are out there dwelling on or in uh, victimizing people because they know that you're not going to report it. If you start reporting it, their scams become unfeasible. We all have to see something and say something to the authorities. So go to fraud.org, go to all of these different websites, uh, go to your local police station. If you're not sure if it's a fraud, ask the police. They will be glad to walk you through anything. If you go, eh, this seems kind of odd, or somebody online says, oh, you're so wonderful. I always wanted to move to your state. Can I move in with you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that red flag. Okay. That's a new, that's another scam. And basically people go, oh, well, I've always wanted to move to your state. I've got two kids. I'm getting away from an abusive husband. I'm blah, 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 pulling on the heartstrings. And then they move in with you. The next thing you know, you have three dependents, you know, two kids and, and a mama or two kids and a dad <laughs> or whatever. And then, you know, they're not paying rent and you're basically the babysitter and They've somehow managed to get a hold of your will and rewrite it. And I mean, there's all kinds of things. So be very careful whenever someone comes into your house. And last one is drugs. When you have prescriptions, pick them up yourself. Don't let little Johnny go and pick them up. Little Johnny going down to the pharmacy on your behalf to pick up your medication and then comes back and says, oh, well, they didn't have it ready. Hmm, okay, well, maybe I go ahead and call my my doctor and they said well no the the script was filled 
And okay. then the person thinks that it was just something that happened at the pharmacy. It was a mix-up or something. And little Johnny is actually selling the drugs on the street. Okay, or so let me ask you, but, but, but what if you're old, but what if you are not able to go and get your drugs? Who do you trust then? How can you there, trust? There are reputable online pharmacies that will send the drugs to your front door. They will ring your doorbell. You receive them. You write, you sign for them and you, you get them in. If you can't physically go out, they can be delivered to you. So there are services that are available. Talk to your health insurance company. Ask them. You pay them. They are a reputable organization. Talk to your mm -hmm. health insurance organization and say, what companies can I have to deliver these? You know, my dad was, was incapacitated for many years. All of his meds were delivered to the door, right? So it, it just was, right? So there are easy ways of doing that. Yeah. But sending uh, the nephew who's living with you or the stranger that you met online who wants to be helpful to you and go and pick up those those medications and a, and a gallon of milk for you. They show up with a gallon of milk and the prescription just didn't disappears happen. or doesn't show up. So, show up, yeah. so let, let, let's uh, there's a lot of great comments going on uh, background here and I want to make sure we get to it. So real quick. So Eddie Royal. Thank you. Hey, Eddie. Um, going back to the multi authentication, multi level authentication. Um, yep. he, he was like, can you please speak to target cards? So if you're familiar with this, um, so bank of America has this type of second level authentication. Um, they had to do training on this. Have you or anyone in your department heard of this? So Eddie, I don't know if you can like go in. I know we're kind of like sure running which... late on times. So I, I think, yeah, is it, is it, is it people will ask you to buy, uh, gift cards. Hey, can you oh. buy me a gift card and and send it on? That may be what he's talking about. Uh, Amazon, Target, any any type of store that's easily transferable. Um, people will ask, oh, can you go ahead and get me a card for this? And all that they're going to do is buy a pack of gum, cash out the rest, and walk out the door. Um, but it looks like they're actually buying groceries, or it looks like they're actually buying something that that they need and not something that they want. Interesting. Okay. Going on. So, okay, so that that's that is something that maybe we can go in and, and dig a little or follow up, but I can put it in the show notes as well. So we're running long on time. So ultimately, when in doubt, you can always go to fraud.org. You can is that the one? take yes, you can go to fraud.org. You can go to your local police station, take your contracts if you don't have a lawyer, take your contract to the local police station. They want to help seniors. Do not be ashamed of reporting things if you think you've been defrauded in any way talk to the police. That is yeah. what they're there for. They are there to serve and they want to help. They know that you are victimized at a higher rate. They are not going to look at you as being fools. You are only a fool if you don't report it. Yeah. And always go to the source. When in doubt, don't ever click on links of emails or text messages you get, even from friends and family. And I do that all the time. Like, oh, like Karen, I know she takes care of things, but you know what? there's so much data out there that people can spoof well it anybody else yeah yeah and it, and, it, and it's not even that they, they it's just boofed like there's so much data out there that we could just literally just google and i've actually found this myself is i found one of my um podcast videos on some randos website and i'm like son of a sea cook and at first i thought i got hacked and i thought about it i was like oh wait you know what he just took he probably, the video he just took the video because it, it just didn't again going back to the whole clickbait um yep. experience of last week so Karen, as always, I love you and welcome back. And I was trying to like take notes and do it in real time here. And I was like feeling utterly miserably on it. So graphics today are going to be way insane. But 
Um, I will update it in show notes. And obviously when this goes out in audio format, I'll have all those links available and I'll update it on the YouTube as well. But Thank you so much, Karen. And you know what? I love talking to you. Maybe I'll have you on a different podcast. I didn't even mention my other podcast I would like to um, to promote because I'm just very proud of these guys. So Cyber Warrior Network has just launched, and that is uh, hosted by Nigel LeBlanc. You'll see it in the in – the, I forgot to load up the image. No worries. Um, Nigel LeBlanc and Hino Ochoa are the hosts uh, with Cyber Warrior uh, Foundation. So what they do – Cyber Warrior Network Foundation, and what they do is they connect – um, talent, uh, cyber professionals, cybersecurity professionals within the context of the world of esports. And uh, so they've got really interesting story. If you're familiar with Hino Ochoa, his, uh, he's got a handle called Wormer. And you might have heard of Wormer back in the day. He was a hacktivist. And him and the FBI had some bonding sessions with each other. And uh, let's just say Hino's got some great stories on that. He is a reformed hacktivist. Um, and he is now on the good side of things. So love him to death. Great guy. Very brutally honest. And he really uh, wealth of knowledge. So check out Cyber Warrior Podcast. You'll see it in the exit. And then, of course, uh, the Ransomware Battleground. Again, shout out to our sponsors, Eric app for that. Uh, they are all about zero trust with their isolation, zero trust isolation platform. So basically what they're saying is once you get attacked with ransomware, they shut it down at the device at the edge or perimeter or whatever it might be. So it doesn't infect your, the rest of your network. Again, part of your strategy that you should have for security. And then of course, if you're looking for a career in cybersecurity or looking at the growth of the CISO and hearing their stories of leadership and getting finally getting a seat at the C-suite table. Um, we will be launching this in the next week or so with uh, my co-host, Leah McLean. We are launching the CISO Diaries. I know, I know I'm an addict, but that being said, you guys, there's a lot of security-based uh, podcasts out there that are not hugely technical that the layman can hear and learn, um, but get yourself educated. So again, as always, I'm always long. Karen Rhodes, thank you so much for your time and support. I think we're going to have to wrap this up of the Mike is Listening show. Thank you. See you. Thank you.